0: The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by SGP and Fantasy. Dominate your draft with the free SGP and draft kit. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash draft kit. And the free world football contest is back in better than ever. Five thousand dollars up for grabs in our NFL contest and fifteen hundred bucks in our brand new college football contest. Sign up exclusively on our discord, slash discord at slash discord. Welcome everybody to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford. I am in newcastle upon Tyne, uh, in sunny north-east England. Today is Monday, August the 29th and we are here to handicap a full slate of MLB action for Tuesday, August the 30th. Uh, my first co-host is the OG here. On the MLB Gambling Podcast from Houston, Texas, Mr. Moonaf Manji. off. what's happening?
1: Hey, Malcolm, how's it going? Uh, just enjoying some uh, U.S. Open uh, tennis uh, as we got started round one today. But other than that, uh, it's, it's football's year. We had college uh, this weekend. Obviously, MLB is going on, but uh, exciting times as a sports fan.
0: Yeah, I don't like the tennis, that's one, that's the boxing, Another know that's such fighting stuff's at the bottom of my list, but tennis would be one up from that, um, oh. I just haven't, yeah, I, think I find it a bit childish, anyway, I mean, I know, that, <laughs> I, I, I know that's really t- A, and it's quite a silly thing to say, and B, coming from me as well, but anyway, I'll let you deal with that comment however you want, uh, while I introduce our other co-host, uh, Mr Noah Berwick, Noah, what's happening?
2: malcolm i'll have you know i played tennis in high school i was actually better at tennis than baseball but i liked baseball a little bit more so that's what i went to college to play definitely could have been a a college tennis player and i wish i started playing tennis a little bit earlier but yes i have not started my us open watching yet i usually just watch like the big murky games Uh, i'm just a casual tennis fan um but i mean diehard Little League fan I told everybody Hawaii Oh, get like, your flex in come before on before this thing started yeah thank you I'll take my bow now that one I'm just hoping that there's no news like a year from now saying that they're all 14
0: <laughs> yeah that they're, they're, all, they're all jacked up on steroids or something yeah. mate were you aware uh, I saw you you tweeted uh, your um, article that you'd written pre uh, Little League World Series starting which gave out Hawaii at plus 500 I believe yeah Hawaii and then five hundred, and then and uh, any U, any U.S. state winner at plus one twenty was that the two picks? Yeah. yeah. So it was it was good. Yeah. <laughs> hats off, hats Thank off you. to Noah. Uh, congratulations, mate. Yeah, it's
1: because uh, the last time, uh, my Malcolm's gonna spend time with family because he always comes with the, he he came with the one dig offline and then he already started chomping at uh, tennis. So <laughs> I don't know. He's gonna have a go, to go with a, family. Th- with th- the family. For picking it, tennis.
0: <laughs> No, I was just explaining before we went out, it, uh, before we came on air here, that it's been a bank holiday today. It's been a holiday day, um, which means false family fun, doesn't it? So um, I'm currently, I've got my, I've got my pajamas on, but I've got them rolled up to my knees because the butt my legs are covered in nettle stings and various animal bites and all sorts from uh, being dragged around um, with the IT department and the two kids on some kind of treasure hunt today. <laughs> Um, So, yeah, (laughs) so yeah, my pyjamas are rolled up to get some uh, much-needed relief to my weary old legs. Um, Full slate of games tomorrow. Just some news on tonight's games, actually. It's about an hour before the games get underway tonight, but the LA Dodgers have scratched Tony Gonsolin. Um, uh, Do we think this is going to be a a further-reaching um, injury to the next day or two, they said. Forearm tightness, which is really two dreaded words you don't want to hear, or is he just having a little rest moon off? Do we? has there been any further statement, or is it you just pulled him through that?
1: Uh, I think it's more of a rest thing. Uh, I know it's 15 days, so I mean, that but he's going to miss maybe three starts in that span for the Dodgers, and I think that, I mean, now is probably a good time as any as you kind of approach the summer or September months of. The baseball season and the dodgers are what close to not there i think they're almost 20 games above 500 sorry 20 games uh lead in the division uh they're five games ahead of the mets for the best record in the national league so it's if you have a little discomfort why not just put them on the IL, give them some time off and and i mean you have games to spare but yeah hopefully it's more uh, precautionary than anything serious because he's having an incredible season for the Dodgers. I don't know Noah mention offline that he, this is the most innings that he's pitched in his career, so maybe that has something to do with it as well.
0: Yeah, and is is this a common thing will will a pitcher's better off having a rest in your opinion? Um, or are they better off just continuing on the five-day cycle? What's best for them? Noah, you're, you're a pitcher. You know how these things work. Um, what, what would be better for them? If a, a team like the Dodgers in this position to have a couple of weeks off, is that handy? Or is that going to knock you out of your rhythm, out of sync?
2: Um, I, think, I think it's a little bit of both because obviously they can't really ramp them up. Back to where he was after this little bit of a break it is a 15 day il spurt so he'll only be going for half a month um but if you look at his career resume 40 innings pitched in 19 46.2 and 20 55.2 and 21 128.1 in 22 so he's doubled his max or most in his career innings pitched so this is like if you feel anything in your arm at all this was like a situation where the team told them you tell us and we will like take care of it you will be ready to go for us when it comes when it matters they basically already locked up this division and they're pretty i mean i don't know if they're close to a one seed because there are better nl teams this year than in the past but um they're safely into the postseason so with the whole 17 17 playoffs format um they are safe and able to do this without penalty, I think.
0: Okay, uh, good to know. Uh, the usual suspects is starting to populate the chat room. Dryden, uh, Captain Insano. Um, good evening, aye. boys. Um, aye, aye, Captain. Um, okay, let's crack on then. So we will go tomorrow. No day baseball again. Uh, 6-10 Eastern first pitch is the Baltimore Orioles at the Cleveland Guardians. Spencer Watkins... Is the starter for Baltimore and Cal Quantrill goes for Cleveland. Baltimore plus 135, Cleveland minus 158. Total set at of eight. off set us on the road with a winner. Yeah, Spencer Watkins, four and four on the season
1: with a 3.96 ERA. Last five games, Um, ERA has been pretty good, 3.81. This just hasn't translated to wins uh, for him. He's one and three. Great on the road so far as well, three and one with a 3.72 ERA. Um, You know, the Orioles have lost four straight uh, starts by uh, Spencer Watkins. And it's really been he hasn't really gotten the run support from the Baltimore Orioles. Two games, uh, they've scored uh, two runs each. One game, they scored only one run. And then the last game uh, against the White Sox, they only scored three runs for him. So um, not looking very good, at least offensive wise, when um, when Spencer Watkins on the on the on the mound for the Baltimore Orioles. Cal Quantrill, like you mentioned there, uh, Malcolm, he's going to get the start for the Guardians 10-5 on the season, 3.59 ERA. Uh, last five games, absolutely brilliant, 3-0 with a 2.25 ERA. At home, he is undefeated, 6-0 with a 3.38 ERA. Um, his last game was absolutely brilliant against the Padres, seven shutout innings, only he gave up five hits. Um, he's had le- He hasn't given up an earned run uh, in three of his last four starts where he's gone at least... Um, six innings in each of those four starts. They've won five straight starts by Cal Quantrill. Uh, I think I'm going to stick with the Guardians here. I know the number is a little out of hand now at minus 155, but I can't look to where it's the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, Orioles have been a team that I've talked about back in at home. They're on the road here. I do like the, the Guardians to take care of business here against the Aura, Baltimore Orioles to so give me the money line.
0: Okay, so I'm going 158 shot with this first pick of the day. Uh, Noah, you? So
2: Baltimore, they're five and two in their last seven games. Cleveland, they're thirteen and seven in their last twenty. Baltimore has hit five straight unders here. The total set at eight, and both uh, Quantrill and Watkins have going pretty well lately. And then you go look at the bullpen. And Cleveland, they're fourth in the MLB with a 318-team ERA. And Baltimore, they have the fifth-best bullpen with a 319-team ERA. I think this total set a little bit high. Um, my favorite play from this game is going to be the under.
0: Um, I got exactly the same conclusion as you, Noah. I did see this at 8.5, and, and that really did sway me, that extra half a run. Um, it's another one of those where you take the 8 and... You're kind of happy with the push when this finishes five to three. But I like both pitches. Neither their offence really lights it up. Cleveland uh, did me well at a good dog price on Saturday night, uh, plus 160-something. Um, so, yeah, I got the I took the eight and a half earlier on. So, um, have a look. That that might move a little bit. It looks about right. But, yeah, Watkinson, Quantrill are both going really well. The chat room, uh, the captain enjoys Quantrill. He's... he's um, backing up what moon i've had to say about him so yeah i'll take the under as well i've, I've claimed on the side of a lot of totals again me and dylan did the show last night and i really struggled to pick any sides dylan pointed out that you see he seems to think the books have been a lot sharper at the moment um with lines and i struggled i probably got from these 15 games nine or ten totals and only really a couple of leans so um i don't really know what's going on with well, that might just be uh, the time of the season or just how it's panning out. 6.40 Eastern first pitch, the St. Louis Cardinals at the Cincinnati Reds where Dakota Hudson, I nearly went with Daniel Hudson, Dakota Hudson will go over the St. Louis Cardinals and Justin Dunn is on the bump for Cincinnati. St. Louis are short. Minus 210. Cincinnati plus 175. Total's big here. Set at 10. Uh Noah St. Louis at Cincinnati. So... The
2: Cardinals here, I have them i I have the Reds as my dog on Monday just because they're coming off Sunday night baseball um and you know uh that game was rain delayed for an hour or two, and I think it was a nice spot for the Reds. Here are the Cardinals. Uh, not counting Monday's game. They're 12-3 in their last 15, 9-4 in their last 13 against the Reds. Dakota Hudson, he's 7-6 this year, 423 ERA, 70 strikeouts, 55 walks, 121.1 innings pitch this year. This is going to be Hudson's fourth consecutive road start, and unlucky for him, he has a 521 road ERA. And for Cincinnati, Justin Dunn, He's 1-2, and two, four career starts, five twelve ERA, 15 strikeouts, 10 walks, and 19.1 innings pitched. He has three road starts this year. Uh, they were all good, but the one time that he pitched at home, he was blown up against the Cubs. If St. Louis loses on Monday, this is a great bounce-back spot. But just in general, I think they have the better starter, the better bullpen, and the better lineup here on Tuesday's game. So I'll take the Cardinals on the run line.
0: Just in general, is he friends of Justin Dunn or little Justin joke? Anyone? No? Okay. Uh, we'll let that one slide. Moon off, Cincinnati. Yeah. Uh, St. Louis. That was a great joke. Get on with the podcast. You, I'm furious now. I've never. You oh, just. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You listen to it back and you realize I'm a comedy genius. Uh, Moon off St. Louis at Cincinnati. Yeah, I mean,
1: I agree with everything that Noah just said there. I think uh, on Monday night's a bad spot for the Cardinals coming off a of Sunday night. Uh, baseball. Uh, and Justin Dunn is a guy that I'm not putting my money behind. He's just struggled in his start so far this season. There's no question about it. Uh, at home, uh, it, he got blown up, like you said, by the Cubs. And I think you have a, a offense that's just clicking on long cylinders right now, where the Cardinals, uh, that number will probably come out at five and a half for the team total for the Cardinals, I believe. For a, a, probably a five as well if your book offers those flat numbers. Um and again, uh, Dakota Hudson has been... He's been all right against the Cincinnati Reds this season. He's allowed six earned runs and about 13 and two-thirds innings pitched. Um, but I, I think that, again, if they lose on on Monday night, I think that this is a good bounce-back spot for the Cardinals. So give me the Cardinals' run line. Give me the team total for the Cardinals in this game as well.
0: Yeah, I've taken the Cardinals on the run line as well, but not really a, a big fade to I quite like... Um, I like him. Um, and that one bad start he's had he's only started four games this season this is going to be his fifth start um of the season he was on the aisle uh for a long time so i think that was just a little bit of rustiness i wouldn't read anything into the fact that it was a home start and this is another one i think there's going to be decent days ahead for justin can go relatively well here but st louis have scored a good little win last night um and I think a little momentum builder as well for them. They have been going really well. So relatively close, but they're going to be two runs better than this. Could be something like five to five to three, six to three, something like that. Uh, so I will back up Moonaf and take St. Louis on the run line. 6.40 Eastern first pitch is the Tampa Bay Rays at the Miami Marlins, where Shane McClanahan, left-handed pitcher for Tampa Bay, and another lefty, Jesus Lozado goes for Miami. The lines are Tampa Bay minus 230, Miami plus 190. total is set at six and a half. McClanahan is 11 and five on the season with a 220 ERA. He's pitched 147 and one third with 182 strikeouts. Lazardo, three and five record, 334 ERA, 59 and one third pitch, 69 nice strikeouts for him. Uh, McClanahan, 394 over his last five. His last um, four earned runs in his last 19 innings pitched. he's got a 2.44 road ERA, which is excellent. And in one game against Miami this season, he did hurl six scoreless in that one. So I expect McClanahan to go well against this relatively weak Miami offense. And Lizardo's been going really, really well. Um, 2.67 in his last five. Three of his last four starts have been absolutely outstanding. What we've got here... Boys, is we've got two good starting pitchers and two relatively weak offenses. I know Tampa beat a little Boston uh, last night for twelve runs, but generally speaking, um, Tampa um, aren't as dynamic as some of the other teams. So yeah, two good pitchers, two weak offenses. The total's low at six and a half. Um, I did see a seven earlier on. I'm going to have to hunt around again for another one, uh, but I'm going to take the under here, Moonaf. Yeah, I think if
1: you're able to find a seven uh for this total uh for the total for this game i like the under on that uh you take a look at wrc plus numbers for both teams against left-handed pitching um the miami marlins are the worst team over the last two weeks in wrc plus and the tampa bay rays are let's see number 17 against left-handed pitching over the last two weeks in wrc plus so i mean you mentioned it when, when i see left-handed pitching on the mound for the opposition against the miami marlins I automatically want to take an under for their either their team total or the full game. So if you're able to find a seven uh, in this uh, in this game as a total, I love the under between these two pitchers, like you mentioned there, Malcolm. You Noah.
2: Know what? Yep, right there with you. I mean, what's one commonality between these two pitchers? They're both on my fantasy team, which <laughs> oh, is no. just hot and cold. That, that team. I just beat Insano. He's in the chat. I took him down this weekend. But, uh, yeah, this team, my team is done. Uh, anyways, both these offenses are – um, below average in general, but they are some of the worst against left handed pitching in the league. Love the under here with both these guys.
0: So you were the blind squirrel this week and captain insane always the Okay, if you happened. want to call me the
2: blind squirrel this week, I was the blind squirrel last week too. I've had two straight wins against top three teams in our
0: league. Ooh. What a guy. What a guy. It all looks good for next season, mate, when he can make a playoff. Uh, 705 Eastern first pitches, the Oakland Athletics and the Washington Nationals. Uh, thrilling matchup, this one. Cole Irvin, left handed pitcher, goes for Oakland. And Eric Feddy is on the bump for the Washington Nationals. Was a pick him earlier on. The lines have moved in favour of Washington. Oakland are even money, plus 100. Washington, minus 119. Total here is set at eight. Uh, Moon Off, it's not a glamour tie, but somebody's gonna win. Who is it?
1: Uh, yeah, this is. I mean, the game's at I, <laughs> golly, I mean, where do I even go with this? Can I just pass this game?
0: I love it. This is right up my street. This is what I, what hey, I live for. Moon
2: you want to know the tagline for games like this? It's 1 800 Gambler. Yeah, it is.
1: <laughs> um, golly, all right. Uh, Cole Irvin, I'll, I'll start with this. Left-handed pitcher again here. Uh, he's six and eleven on the season, a three point one six ERA. Last five games, he's zero and four with a three point five five ERA. And this is a guy that you can back on the road. He's two and seven with a four point eight eight ERA. Um, they have lost the A's uh, four out of the last five games uh, in his starts at least. And you know maybe they're coming off of the high of, of beating the Yankees. I think what was it two out of three times, Uh out of Two out of four. So they split against the Yankees, and I think they got the last win against them. So. Uh, I'll, I'll talk about Eric Fetty here as well. You know, this was a guy last season that we were fading the hell out of, uh, Malcolm. But, <laughs> yep, I mean, it, it kind of looks like he's right back where he uh picked up last season five and eight with a 4.88 ERA over his last five games, Oh, and 3 with a 6.38 ERA. He's allowed at least two earned runs in uh, his last five starts. He's given up, uh, he gave up eight to the Atlanta Braves, he gave up three and four and two thirds to the Arizona Diamondbacks, and another pitcher where his team has lost four of his last five starts so and i went and looked at the wrc plus numbers against left-handed pitching for the washington nationals they're number 25 going up against cole Irvin, eric Fetty, right-handed pitcher uh not much there to go off of um this total at eight i think is a little conservative i think that we can see some offense break out there's no way I'm putting my money behind either one of these pitchers. Uh, so I'll just take the over eight in this game. I uh, don't love it, but I think these guys can give up runs. Maybe your first five over if you want to fade both pitchers.
2: Uh, Noah, did you pick a side? I mean, both keep, both pitchers are capable of giving up runs, but who's scoring them? I don't know. Uh, these teams—you look at Oakland—they've cashed four of their last five unders, and Washington's cashed six of their last seven. It's just—it's just, it's just a, a dangerous, like, field mine. Wherever you place
0: your money in this game, I don't
2: want any part of it.
0: <laughs> um, I'll tell you who's going to win. Oakland Athletics is the answer. Um, <laughs> there you go, <laughs> easy. Uh, I like Cole Irvin. He's a better pitcher than Eric Fetty. That is my handicap. Uh, take Oakland to even money. But Irvin doesn't do well on the road. It's That's like... not important tomorrow.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's oh,
0: not God. important tomorrow. Clip this tomorrow when no, you... they lose. <laughs> Mate, you could trot out Washington tomorrow and throw five scoreless, I reckon. Uh, I might be able to. I don't know. There you go, then. Um, so, Cole oh, Irvin I'm can do that. There. Oakland are on a high. I mean, they've just beaten the Yanks last night. Did we, we yeah. saw that, didn't we? Two games in a row. Yeah, two games. There, in you a go. there you go. So they're gonna they can take down the nationals, no problem. Seven o seven, Eastern first pitch. The Chicago Cubs at the Toronto Blue Jays. Marcus Stroman for the Cubbies and Kevin Gausman is on the hill for the Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah, the Cubs are plus one ninety two, Toronto minus two thirty five. Total is set at eight, and nowhere you can lead us off.
2: Yay. All right. So the Cubs are three and six in our last nine. Toronto one and six in their last seven. Malcolm put them in the top ten uh power rankings. Um they they're one and six in their last seven at Rogers Center as well. Um so they're hosting the Cubs here. Where Marcus Stroman, he isn't a road ERA of 211 he's three and six on the year with a 410 total era 84 strikeouts 27 walks and 96.2 innings pitched and kevin gosman at the rogers center is has a 476 home era compared to a 315 era in this season he's 99 in 2022 with 155 strikeouts 22 walks and 134.1 innings pitched i think really given their environments with the way that both of these starters have pitched And also, the Blue Jays lineup struggles. The Cubs' money line is enticing
0: here. Uh, Okay, so one for the uh, Cubbies there. Munaf, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I think that, you know, you you take a look at um, the splits for Marcus Stroman, right? And Noah hit the nail on the head that at home at Wrigley Field, 0 4 with a 6.92 ERA on the road, a lot better. And it's the opposite for Kevin Gossman. Um, On the road, he's a lot better pitcher uh and at home he has struggled a little bit here where he's three and six with a 4.63 era his last start against i believe it was the red sox where it was a subpar start for him i mean you know he come he dominated the red sox all season long uh gave up some runs in that in that game in five innings to the uh, red sox um yeah i think this is another stinky spot for the cubs and again you got to remember that marcus stroman used to pitch for the blue Jays. so is there a motivation factor maybe uh, but he's kind of familiar with the, the with the, with the stadium there and the dimensions and all that good stuff as well so I think there's some value here on the Cubs on, on the money line here I know you have the ace on the mound for the Blue Jays but at a plus 190 pl- price or even a plus one and a half price on the Cubs uh, I think that could be a sneaky spot for them
0: 24 minutes before you got a, one of your mythical revenge spots into the show there uh, for Marcus Strowman Strowman, <laughs> Strowman let me down last time I can't remember what game it was um, but maybe it was a Home road thing, um, but I'm I'm not going to jump off of, off him. Um, I came down on a similar side as Noah, but I wasn't as brave. I've got the Cubs on the run line here uh, at minus one twenty, getting a getting a one and a half run starts because I just think Strowman can keep this close. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. So yeah, I'll take Chicago, uh, but not as not as brave as Noah. Noah takes the money line. I'll take the run line uh, for the Chicago Cubs here. Um, the lines that we are giving out tonight are to be found at Winbet. Uh, Winbet is the best place to get all your baseball bets. They have reduced juice currently on MLB. Um, and you can also, the usual offers, bet 100 to get 100. is a free bet. The Winbet Casino, 24 hours a day, get 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. Um and then also they've released their first quarterback with five touchdown prop bets. Remember, the answer is Derek Carr. You also choose from, head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change, T's and C's at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play-through available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800- 5224700. Odds Trader as well, a cracking new tool. If you haven't checked it out, I urge you to do so. Um, they'll compare odds from all major sports, which for you, as well as comparing, giving you the best sign up codes and promos. So you get the best value for your money as well. And then on top of that, you're going to get things like player stats, key game stats, injury reports, game day weather, and play by play updates, live scores, and then the bet tracker as well. Which is absolutely outstanding feature. So you can get all of that at oddstrader.com slash blue wire. Oddstrader is the number one site for all of your game day bets. And the free roll football contests back. The free roll football contest. Um, we've got a college football contest, fifteen hundred bucks up for grabs. No way, you're gonna have to talk me through that one. Um, you're gonna be my uh my spirit animal and take me through the college football contest, because I know absolutely nothing about this. In the NFL contest, uh, $5,000 in a two-night stay at the Wynn Las Vegas. I hope they're going to pay my plane flight when I win that. Uh, sign up exclusively in the Discord channel for those. SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Discord. That's SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Discord. 7-10 Eastern First Pitch is the LA Dodgers at the New York Mets. Good-looking series, this one. We have Andrew Heaney going for the LA Dodgers and Taiwan Walker is the starter for the New York Mets. The Dodgers are favourites at minus 130. The Mets are plus 110. Total here is set at eight and a half. Andrew Heaney is two and one on the season, has a 194 ERA, has pitched 41 and two thirds for 62 strikeouts. Walker is 10 and three, 338 ERA, 117 and one-third pitched, 88 strikeouts. Um, Heaney's up to nine starts now um, since he got his season going off the injured list. He settled in. Um, he's given up two, three, and two over his last three. He's actually had two 10-strikeout starts, which they look like outliers to me. Maybe Noah can give us some little strikeout numbers on Heaney when we get to him. Um, so, yeah, he's been fine, and... He has got a lot of... There's been a lot of runs in his games as well. There's something like it was a 13-5 to five and then another sort of 12-4 game. There's a load of runs in a couple of starts. And Walker, his last five numbers, his recent numbers are bad, but there's a eight-earned run start in there Um, against Atlanta in one inning. He gave up eight earned runs in one inning, which is completely skewed Um, Walker's recent numbers. um. So, yeah, that was four starts ago. And he's actually, from then, he's bounced back okay. So, I wouldn't read too much into that. Um, this was really hard to take aside. Obviously, two two very good teams. Mets get home advantage. I'm not expecting a pitcher's duel here. Um, so, I'm going to take the over eight and a half boys. Munaf? Yeah, the
1: thing that makes me nervous about uh, the New York Mets in this game is that against left-handed pitching, they're not doing very well over the last two weeks. Um, WRC plus they are number 29 in batting team batting average. They are number 29, uh, slugging percentage against left-handed pitching number 29 OPS. They are number 28. So they haven't been able to get going against left-handed pitching. And again, you know, we're all kind of waiting for that Andrew Haney game. And I, maybe it was against the Brewers on the road and his uh, that start on August 18th, but he bounced back pretty nicely for them. In that following start at home against uh the brewers again where he did go sending a allowed to earn runs uh on the road he is winless but he does have a 3.38 era <sighs> i, I want to take the dodgers here malcolm um just because the numbers are are tipping the scale for me that mets just aren't good against uh left-handed pitching and you have another right-hander on the mound for the, against going up against the dodgers so I'll take the Dodgers. It's probably going to be a chalky public play here, but uh, I, I can't get behind an offense that I can't hit against left-handed pitching.
0: I think the, I think that price on the Dodgers is perfectly reasonable, enough There's not many times uh, you get them at minus 130. So, uh, yeah, why not? Noah, did you have any... Um, I'm putting you on the spot here about Andrew Heaney's strikeout pops. But with those 10, 10 punchy uh, two 10-punchy efforts, are they kind of out of character or is that more what we can expect? I
2: think that's kind of what we can expect. He started off the season that way too, uh, having good outings with a good amount of strikeout numbers as well. My thing is, <laughs> this Mets offense is going to come around. Like this is this was a predictable slump because they were so hot for a, a, probably a month straight. So. It's a big series. I'm sure they're they're wanting to get up for the series against the Dodgers and show that, hey, like we're a player here in the postseason. So do I want to bet against that bet, uh, Mets offense? No, not really. Um, but I, I think that's, uh you have a tentative green light to go ahead and play it because Heaney just might be one of those guys that can pitch straight through a bad matchup with two 10-strike appearances in a row. Um,
0: okay, and did you have a lead on this game at all? I
2: like the over, actually. I think that both offences are going to put up some runs in this game.
0: Okay. Uh, 7-10. Um, Eastern first pitch. The Seattle Mariners at the Detroit Tigers. George Kirby gets the ball for Seattle. And Matt Manning, uh, Noah's guy, or oh, everybody's guy last week, actually, is yeah. very much in, in the good books is Matt Manning. Um, Seattle are minus 175. Detroit plus 147. Totally is set at 7.5. Kirby is... Three zero. No, he isn't. Kirby is five and three, uh, with a three thirty-two ERA. He's pitched ninety-seven and two-thirds with a hundred and two strikeouts. Uh, Matt Manning. He's going out as along okay as well. I haven't got his numbers written down for some reason. Um, hang on, two six. Matt Manning is one and one on the season with a two thirty-seven ERA. Um, Kirby's three and zero. His last five starts is what, what I was getting to earlier. Um, he has a two eighty-six ERA over that. Time. He's been really good um, since he's come back up to the main just for his second spell. I think we can trust him here. Um, and like I said, Matt Manning was in everyone's good books. People took him. Everyone had him on the on the K props last week that Noah tipped us off about. Um, he's only given up one earned, running thirteen innings over his last two starts. Um, Seattle going well, uh, but Detroit have been a lot better lately, actually. They've been a lot more competitive. Um I think we can see a a a picture, Julia. Detroit can keep it close, but I wasn't brave enough to take the side, so I'm going to give another total. I'm going to take the under-80 on this one. Noah last week, Matt Manning, can you see him backing it up?
2: Yeah, for sure. And this is a Seattle team that lately they've been in a little bit of an offensive run as well. They're in this series just an absolute dogfight in all four games against uh, Cleveland. All low scoring, and uh, they were striking out plenty in that series they averaged 10 strikeouts in the final three games of that series um you look at manning his last two appearances or last four i would say eight strikeouts against san fran six against the angels five against the white Sox, and seven against the rays also the detroit tigers they they are so prone to striking out against right-handed spinners, whether it's a slider, whether it's a curveball, they're swinging at And if it's three, short, uh, three feet short of the plate or if it's three feet outside, uh, there's a couple of guys, not just Javier Baez, but there's a couple that just go fishing for those. Um, Kirby is a natural-born strikeout pitcher. He's got five strikeouts in his last five uh, outings, and he's got at least seven strikeouts in four of those five. So I think based off of past performances if these props are like five and a half six anything over the six i would take the strikeouts on both of these pitchers and if we're talking about game um i I think the price is just a little bit too high for me to be comfortable on seattle i like detroit with manning on the mound and a great bullpen behind him
0: uh moving is this a team right or have you got another angle
1: yeah i like the under eight in this game as well you guys mentioned it uh both pitchers are going along very, very well uh, for their respective ball clubs. Um, I'm going to take a stab at the Tigers again. Why not? Plus 150 here. Matt Manning at home has just been absolutely incredible. Uh, you mentioned the numbers there. He's uh, He has a .69 nice ERA uh, over you know the last 26 innings pitched at uh, Comerica Park there. So uh, I'll take the dog. Give me the Tigers. Plus 150 in the under eight.
0: Uh, 7.20 Eastern first pitch is the Colorado Rockies at the Atlanta Braves uh, it's Noah's guy again it's um, Jose Ureña going for the Colorado Rockies and Max, Max <laughs> yeah, you love him Max Freed uh, the left-handed pitcher will go for Atlanta uh, the Lions are it's another chalky card we had one of these on Friday night it was dead chalky um, Colorado plus 272 Atlanta minus 339 wow Tollier is set. It's eight. Uh, Munaf, could you find anything exotic on this one? Uh,
1: no, I mean Jose uh, Urena got off to a great start uh, early, very very early on, and he's regressed back to where we thought he was going to be and the pitcher that we thought he is. And and you saw that in his last start against the Rangers. You saw that against the Giants, despite you know the Giants winning. Uh, sorry, the Rockies winning that game and. Two bad outings against the Diamondbacks. You know, he gave up uh, two runs to the Padres. And now you're going up against the Atlanta offense that just absolutely rakes. And just again, like the Cardinals, that, that series was so much fun to watch this past weekend. Um, I, there's no way in, in, in hell I'm putting my ho- money behind Jose Urenia here. Max Freed here. Um, you know, he's having a great year 12 and 4, 2.52 ERA. He's incredible at home, 6 and 3 with a 2.49 ERA. He did face the Rockies earlier this year where he go in Coors Field, eight shutout innings and only out two hits in Coors Field. So now he's back in his ballpark. I think he's going to dominate here. Looking at the left-handed WRC Plus numbers for Colorado. I know very early on in the season they were doing very well, um, but over the last two weeks they are number 24 in WRC Plus. The team batting average is there for them, but they're just not scoring runs is what's what's really telling me about the Rockies here. So – if rare book offers a minus two and a half for the Braves, I would take that. But I think my motor favorite play I like in this game is going to be probably Atlanta Braves um, team total in this game. That number is probably going to be a five and a half, but I think they can get over this number, especially with the uh, Rockies bullpen and Jose Urina on the mound.
0: Okay, so it's an Atlanta team total for Moonaf Noah.
2: Um, for me, I I, I looked up. And his last 11 starts, Max Fried is having an absolutely tremendous second half of the season. And his last 11 starts, he's a 218 ERA. And then this Braves bullpen, um, you know, historically it's been pretty well. Uh, it, it was one main reason why they won the World Series last year. They're, they have the sixth best bullpen ERA this year with a 327. I honestly think that they could probably keep Colorado under a team total. Um, and honestly, that's probably where I'd go with this game. Uh, they'd probably cover a run line as well, like Munaf was talking about, one and a half, two and a half. Um, but if you're looking for probably good odds, I'd take the under on a team total there for the Rockies.
0: Okay, I've got the over uh, the full game over here at eight. Um, there is a bit of a mismatch. Colorado did okay against the Mets, surprisingly. Um, that wasn't a... Sp- None of those wins really were straightforward uh, for the Mets over the last week or so. The Atlanta bats are way hotter at the moment, though, um, and they could probably do this all by themselves, I think. Um, if Colorado do chip in, it'll be a, a bit of a bonus. So, yeah, it kind of follows um, Munaf's Atlanta team total. So, hopefully we can catch all of those. Uh, Atlanta can score the necessary runs, and we can get to over eight in that one. Uh, 7.40 Eastern first pitches, the Boston Red Sox at the Minnesota Twins. Cutter Crawford goes for Boston, and Chris Archer is on the hill for the Twins. Boston are plus 115, Minnesota minus 135. Totally has set it nine, and Noah leads us off with Boston at Minnesota. The Twins,
2: they're three and six in their last nine games. The Red Sox, they're two and five um, over their last seven games. Boston, thirteen and seven. In the last 20 meetings against the Twins, though, uh, Cutter Crawford bumping for the Red Sox here, three and five, 5.30 ERA this year, 72 strikeouts, 25 walks in 73 innings pitched. In his last four starts, he faced the Royals, the Yankees, the Orioles, and the Blue Jays. He's a 10.45 ERA, uh, and Chris Archer going for Minnesota, two and seven on the year, 4.35 era 78 strikeouts 43 walks and 91.1 innings pitched he has a 761 era over his last seven games so it's not been just one or two blow up games he's been consistently bad here for the last two months of the stretch here um in the second half the twins they have the 14th ranked bullpen and the red sox they have the 26th ranked bullpen with a four. four 454 ERA. I think we can count on a few late runs for the twins against Boston's bullpen.
0: And I think it pushes the total over here. Um, Yeah. Using a lot of what you said there, this seemed to mean obviously on the twins, because I think on both sides, um, of the ball, I'm favouring Minnesota here with the bat and on the mound, but then also the bullpen as well um, because Chris Archer never goes beyond five innings. No. So you do need to look at what the Minnesota bullpen are going to do. And those numbers you've just given me are just another nail in the coffin. So this was a quite a straightforward one. It's one of the easier easier games on the card for me to handicap. I did see Minnesota minus 125 earlier on and now seeing minus 135, but I'm okay with that. Uh, and maybe we can shop around or see some line movement tomorrow. Uh, so I'll take the twins. Uh, off any love for your Boston Red Sox yet? Uh, no, nah, I
1: can't do it. Uh, Cutter Crawford has just, you know, again, another pitcher that off got off to a great start for the Red Sox, but again, has regressed really hard for his team. Uh, on the road, 2-3 and three with a 6.27 ERA. He did have a great outing in Houston, um, where they did get that victory 2-1. to one, But games after that in Kansas City, he gave up five runs in five innings um, against the Baltimore Orioles. He gave up nine earned runs in three and two thirds innings pitch. His last start against the Blue Jays, which was at Fenway Park, four earned runs in four and two thirds innings pitch. So I think this is going to be an opportunity for the Twins to get to Cutter Crawford here. Uh, if your book offers those first five team totals, I would look at that for uh, Minnesota Twins to go over. I do like the full game to go over to, again, this Boston Red Sox bullpen. Like Noah mentioned, it's just not very good, ranked number twenty-six out of thirty teams in the entire MLB. Um and again, Chris Archer is a is a guy and a pitcher that can, you know, he'll give up the runs as well. So, um, you know, maybe you want to create a stack here or maybe even look at first five uh first five innings uh over. But I do love the twins uh in this game and also like their team total to go over as well.
0: Yeah, Lane in the chat pointing out that uh Cutter Crawford's given up 21 hits uh, in his last two starts against Baltimore and Toronto as well. So, yeah, all the reasons to get on the side of Minnesota, which we all have done. 8.05 Eastern first pitch. The Houston Astros at the Texas Rangers. Fram Bavaldes, left-handed pitcher, goes for Houston. And Dane Dunning will go for Texas. Houston are minus 184. uh, Texas plus 155. Total here is set at 7.0. Valdez, 13-4 record, 265 ERA, 156 pitch, 142 Ks. Dunning is 3-6 with a 419 ERA. Has pitched 129 innings with 112 Ks. Valdez has been flying, 4-0 oh in his last five starts with a 236 ERA. You're getting good length out of him. He's gone seven innings four times in those last five games so there maybe an outs prop. I know moon likes an outs prop here and there um if you can get something above anything over 18 maybe um something like that three games against Texas this season and this is the um this is the blue chip stat for for to handicap this game um 0 45 era in those three games that he started um against the state rivals Dane dunning he's going along okay as well 349 Uh, in his last five and the worst start in that stretch was at Colorado so we can put a line through that one um you know we love Houston unders um I've talked of both pitches here so you can see where I'm going um I saw the under seven here at plus 105 so um we're getting a fairly decent price on this um on this under so I'm happy to take that at plus 105 Munaf
1: Yeah, I mean, you mentioned the numbers uh, for Framber Valdez against the Texas Rangers 2 0, 0 0.45 ERA, only one earned run given up in 20 innings uh, to the Texas Rangers. And Dane Dunning, we've talked about it. It's a pitcher that we want to back at home versus on the road where, you know, the ERA is at 5.25 on the road where he's 0 5, but at home, 3 1 with 3.21 ERA. So um, if you're able to, maybe if this number gets up to 7.5, you possibly see a 4 in the first five innings uh i like the under on that number if it does is if it does come out at four i'll probably wait uh because you said just said the vig is on the over in this game but um yeah i think that's my favorite play i'll probably take a look at the astros uh first five innings in this game as well
0: all uh, right Noah, what you make of this one yes he's on beat do you know what, Noah? Just before we handicapped the last game, I was about to point out that you were on a world record run of not leaving yourself on mute. You've got nearly a week. And li- I had that thought about two and a half minutes ago and you've got it balls it right up unlucky. All right. Put a chip on your board.
1: All right. Um... <laughs> he's so disappointed in himself. Yeah. Yeah. I, was, I, don't, I'm just... I don't know if
2: he's angry with me or himself. No, because I was going to rip on you. I was... Talking about you when I was on mute. Now I'm debating whether <laughs> I want to do it. See, that's yeah. good. That's now good debat- punishing you guys. Yeah. Now I'm debating whether I even want to do it. I was, I was going to like half like jab at him, but half commend him, Moonoff, because uh, obviously Houston is playing Texas here. Um, I was going to commend him that he knew that both of those um, oh, okay. are in the state of Texas. Yeah. I was impressed by that too. Yeah. I was, I was impressed that he threw that in his analysis. Um, Okay. So I've said this on the podcast, I think once before, watching the broadcast of an Astros game with Valdez Pitching, I believe he has 22 straight quality starts. Yeah. I'm not 100% on that, but I broke mean, the it record. looks. Yeah, it looks like that on his resume. He's got 22 straight appearances of six innings with three or less runs. It is ridiculous stretch that he's on right now. Um, And Dane Dunning pitches better at home as well. So I love an under in this game.
0: Okay, so we'll all good on the under. Uh, I very much enjoyed everyone um, piling in you in the group chat. Um, with the buffoon. That's catching on uh, since we first termed you a buffoon a couple of weeks ago. That
2: that might be uh, like the first piece of branded MLB podcast merch. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. That's our new hashtag. You got you got bits and bombs or bits and bobs. You got buffoon. You have I don't know what else. Oh, I'd love a buffoon t-shirt. It's
0: going to be great. I've never wanted anything more in my life than I want a buffoon t-shirt. What would you
2: what would you think of an Ichiro Bits and then Bob's was Shohei on the same shirt.
0: I don't get the link, but I'm I'm here for it. Is there well, a link? Like, or is it it, just, is it, just, isn't
2: Bits like something small and then Bob's is a little bit bigger? Right? So, like, Hero, Hits for Contact, Shohei, Bombs. No, or am I am like, not picking up the same? No, correctly. Bits and Bob's is like here and there. Oh, it's, I was thinking of was small small going bigger. No, like it's it bomb piles. On not, it. not bombs, or be. No, I wasn't saying bombs. I, oh, okay. I was saying bobs, but
0: <laughs> Yeah, you'd be to say just little yeah, little bits of stuff. I thought it was uh... just little bits that
2: stacked up into
0: something great. <laughs> now, this this and that. Do you understand the phrase this yes, and that? Yes, yeah. Okay, well, there you go. That's what bits bits and bobs <laughs> translates entirely to this and that. Okay, um, English lesson over for today. We'll go to an eight 10 eastern first pitch between Kansas City Royals, which is in the state of Kansas, uh, and the Chicago White Sox, uh, where Brady Singer will take the ball for Kansas and Lucas Giolito uh, will be on the hill for the Chicago White Sox. Uh, Kansas City are. Plus 120, the White Sox are minus 142. Don't see a total on this one currently. Uh, Moonaf Kansas City at the White Sox. Are you um, anywhere you can take the White Sox yet? Uh,
1: I can't do it. I, I think there's some good value here on the Kansas City Royals um, at that plus 120 price. Do a total of eight, but Brady Singer has been incredible this season for the Kansas City Royals. Uh, seven and four on the season, three point one five ERA, one hundred and twenty strikeouts at twenty nine walks. Last five games, he's two in, sorry, three and one with a two point two three ERA. He has faced uh, the White Sox. I believe has had four appearances, which uh, three have been starts for Brady Singer. In that span, he's two and one with a two point zero one ERA um, against the White Sox. He had two starts in August against the White Sox. He lost one um four to one he gave up a three spot in the third inning but other than that he was absolutely brilliant and his last start august 9th the royals beat the white Sox four to two where singer was actually incredible for the um for the kansas city royals lucas giolito 10 and seven on the season 5.14 era last five games he's four and one with a 5.13 era he also did face the royals uh earlier this season and two starts he has a 3.60 era 1 and 0 record the area he has struggled in is at home for Giolito. He's four and five with a six point seven one ERA. Uh, the White Sox have actually won four of his last five starts, and I think, yeah, all five of those games have gone over the number of eight over his last five starts. Um, I'm still going to stick with the Royals here. I think they get, you know their their bats really showed up this weekend against the Padres. I think they can carry that into um, into Chicago here against Lucas Giolito. Um, I do like the over eight in this game. I'm also going to go with the Kansas City rules on the on the dog price here at plus
2: 120.
0: All right, so Munaf goes for the dog, Noah.
2: I mean, Kansas City is my team. I um, this team, The lineup, like Mun- Munaf said, my favorite word to use for them is they're feisty. Um, just scratching across a couple of runs here and there and uh brady singer has been on an absolute roll right now i have much more confidence in my guy there instead of giolito who i thought uh would be great at the beginning of the season but lately it's kind of just been flipped um every every once in a while you get a nice little uh good underdog cash on this royals team and that's where i'm going to go here for this game as well
0: yeah, there's absolutely no reason not to take Kansas in this game at all. I saw plus 140 earlier on. Yeah, that shifted to plus 120. But yeah, you've got precedence for absolutely everything. Um, uh, Lewis Robert for the White Sox has gone day to day again. He's been day to day for about six weeks. Like That designation like comes on and they take it off again. Like, every 36 hours, I do not know what's well, on with him. I think it's possible his heart's not in it, it might be the issue. Um, but yeah, there's absolutely no reason not to take Kansas City um, at plus 120 or anything bigger than that if you can find it. Um eight ten Eastern is the... Pittsburgh Pirates at the Milwaukee Brewers. Um, There's no lines for this game, and we don't know why because we've seen we've had pictures all day. Uh, the pictures too, on MLB.com. Yeah, yeah. Mitch Keller going for the Pittsburgh Pirates, and Jason Alexander for the Milwaukee Brewers, but absolutely no lines. So I don't know why there'd be no lines. Um, but Noah, you can uh, you can take us through this one if you have anything for it.
2: Yeah, I actually have like a full handicap here because. It's kind of expected that Pittsburgh is going to be the dog, right? So, um, the Pirates—they're one and seven in their last eight games. They're five and zero in their last five games against the Brew Crew. Pittsburgh is going with Mitch Keller here, who's four and ten with a four-five ERA, ninety-seven strikeouts, forty-four walks, and one hundred eighteen innings pitched. He has a nine thirty-two ERA in his last three games against the Diamondbacks, Red Sox, and Braves. Now for Milwaukee, they're going with jason alexander so it's going to be like either a short start or an opener here he's two and one he's started seven games none lasting more than three innings he has a 526 era on the year 28 strikeouts 21 walks in 53 innings pitch this poor guy dude he's made three straight appearances against the dodgers (laughs) it's absolutely skewed his numbers in his last appearance he gave up three runs in three innings in that start and i just I don't really know where to go uh, on this one, but assuming that there's going to be somewhat of a good dog price on the Pirates, I'm assuming it's probably going to end up at like plus 140 because Alexander is not a huge name. Um, I think my play would be here. The Pirates on the money line, no confidence behind it, but that's got to be the play. I think.
0: Um, Okay. Moon off. Did you have anything on this game at all?
2: Yeah, I think uh,
1: Alexander gets a start, but I think it's going to be Adrian Hauser that comes in after him, and he got roughed up in his last start in, uh, in Dodger Stadium where he gave up five earned runs and two and a third innings pitch. I um, I, I kind of like the over in this game uh, between these two ball clubs. Um, I think Hauser can give it up, and he did. against. I know it's a Dodgers, so that might be an outlier, but um, I think Pirates are good for you know putting up a few runs. And again, talked about Mitch Keller, uh, he's prone to giving up runs as well. Uh, I know he's better on the road versus at home, but the ERA still about four. Uh, if this number comes out around eight, I do like the over in this game between the Brewers and the Pirates.
0: Yeah, I've got absolutely nothing on this one. Um, which actually, I was quite relieved about. I didn't want a handicap, but it was horrible to look at. Um, Mitch Keller and Jason Alexander. It was it was just an ugly thing to try and wrap your head around. So when there was um, when there was no lines on it, I was delighted not to um, put myself through that ordeal. Um, so I didn't. Uh, we've got three games left to handicap this evening. Um, I can tell you firstly about Sleeper, though. Uh, Sleeper, the fantasy platform, which I'm sure you use and are using currently bang in the middle of draft season. Um, but they have added that game-changing product, which is like nothing else in the industry. The overall or under game Which is the first sports contest that's integrated into your fantasy experience? You can enter a contest via Over Under itself, but you can also do so through your fantasy leagues matchup screen. So if you've got Patrick Mahomes as your starting QB um, and you think you're going to win your fantasy matchup this week, you can stick over 250 passing yards in as a over or under pick. and if that comes in you can win anywhere from 2 to 20 times the stake that you select I mean it's absolute game changer I've never heard or seen anything like it so I'm hoping I can get on from this side of the pond the main um, the chat group on there is really good fun as well um, you can ride your friends' picks you can um, talk each other in the chat box, that kind of malarkey uh, loads of fun to play if you download Sleeper Uh, Go to sleeper.com slash SGP. Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. Uh, Sleeper.com slash SGP. You'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. T's and C's apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. And finally, Run Your Pool, the home of competition. Again, more football-related stuff on there. Pick'em, Survivors, Fantasy Pools. I know Moonhaf's commission and a whole load of stuff over there as well. It's a one-stop shop for sports gaming with customizable features you don't get anywhere else. And we have teamed up with Run Your Pool to host a pool for our official SGPN NFL Survivor Contest. You can reserve your spot $500 cash to the winner and a $250 gift certificate. Um, sign up today at play.runyourpool.com SGPN. Play.runyourpool.com slash SGPN. three games to go, 9.38 Eastern. It's the New York Yankees at the LA Angels. Jameson Tyone will get the start for the Yankees. And Mike Myers will go for the LA Angels. Lines: New York Yankees, minus 175. The Angels, plus 150. Totier is set at eight. Tyone is 12-4 on the season, has a 389 ERA. Switched 138 and two-thirds with 115 strikeouts. Myers is 1 0, 4.46 ERA, 34 and 1 3 pitched 32 strikeouts. Um, Tyone was better last time, but that was against Auckland. Um, so I prefer to take his performances in the games before that. And he'd given up 3 3 3 and 5 uh, in the four games before that. So no real uh, trust I can put in Tyone going well here at all. This is only Myers' second start. I um, he has pitched out of the. Uh, Pen earlier in the season We've got to start last time It we actually went zero scoreless uh, Over five against the Tampa Bay Rays um, The Angels just Swept t- Toronto New York struggled against Oakland I think Myers can go well again He'll have to, I'm going to take the Angels here um, On the money line I had plus 170 earlier on Again, shifted slightly into plus 150. But I'm going to take the Angels to cause a little upset here against Jameson Tyone and the scuffling Yankees side, Munaf. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned
1: about Tyone in his last start, which was against the A's. I'm not sure how much you can take away from it, but his prior starts, um, the Yankees lost three of his last four starts prior to that, where he gave up at least three earned runs in every single one of those games. and um you know, he did have a great start against the Angels earlier this year. He went eight innings, only allowed one earned run against them. He's His his half of his wins have come on the road here at 6-2 and two with a 4.07 ERA. Um, I don't know. Can I trust him here? I'm not sure. Um, the offense for the Angels seems like it's back, right? And I talked about them having Mike my tri- my, my Trout back. Uh, they also got David Fletcher back. Otani's doing Otani things, and I think that, again – when the Yankees come to town, the fans come out, and it's going to be a packed house. We saw that in Oakland. It almost seems like it was a it was a home game for the New York Yankees in Oakland. Um, but I think it's going to be you know it's going to be electric crowd. We know you have the stars with Otani, Trout, um, Judge all on the field. It's going to be exciting. So I, I, I like your angle here, Malcolm. I think I want to take a stab here with the value on the um, Angels here as well. And I think that's going to be a game where we are serious that we do see runs being scored. So I like the over eight in this game as well.
0: Uh, David Fletcher is an auto start for me at the minute in DFS every night. You just you get the same thing. He faces five pitches, then slaps one over the third baseman said for a single. Uh, easy. Uh, Noah, New York at the Angels. Uh, I think the most compelling like little uh, news
2: bit that is going under the radar right now is Clay Holmes has returned from the IL today for the New York Yankees. So, it's, Big piece of the back end of that bullpen that has blown a few games here in this little skid for the Yankees. Um, So I still like the Angels side with you guys here. I think that the offense has picked up good momentum with Trout back in that lineup. Um, It's... So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go down that road. We have many times before on this podcast. But the Angels, it's so disappointing how bad this team is sometimes with those two guys on the on that team. So uh, I'll go with the Angels money line here.
0: So a team right on the Angels. Um, I just had a very cheeky little look on our waiver wire to see if Clay Holmes was kicking around there. No, oh you gave dirty. He's not, he's gone. Uh, fighting Sheebs has picked him up um, already, but it's worth a look um, because, yeah, that would have been funny. 9.40 Eastern first pitch, the Philadelphia Phillies at the Arizona Diamondbacks. Aaron Nola takes the ball for Philadelphia, and Zach Gallen, who we handicapped last night, um, myself and Dylan uh, will go for the Arizona Diamondbacks. The Phillies are minus 130, Arizona plus 110, totally set at seven. Um, probably the pitching matchup of the night Noah. So talk us to it it's muna i think it is munaf. Here. sorry uh, yeah i i apologize munaf hit me
1: nola nine and ten on the season 3.08 era uh last five games three and two the uh 2.12 era for the uh philadelphia phillies uh, it, it it seems like he's gotten in trouble or well, not trouble but they haven't been able to win his road starts uh, when Aaron Nola starts, right? He's 4-6 and six on the road, but his ERA is still 2.13. So he's been pretty consistent where, wherever he's pitching. His last start was against the Reds, nine shutout innings, a complete game shutout for uh Aaron Nola, 11 strikeouts. He struck out at least eight batters over his uh, four of his last five starts. Zach Gallon, I'm sure you guys talked about it yesterday, but he's been absolutely on fire over his last five games, 4-0 with a .82 ERA. 33 innings pitched, three earned runs uh, at home, 4-0 with a 2.92 ERA. He did get into a little bit of trouble earlier this year against the Phillies uh, where he allowed four earned runs in just one and two-thirds innings pitched. Um, I know the offense is hot right now for the Philadelphia Phillies, but the Diamondbacks have won four of his last five starts. I think what I want to do here is pretty much back the pitchers. And I think I'm going to take the under uh, seven and a half in this game between the Diamondbacks and the in the in the Phillies. I think that Nola can really shut down the offense of the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks or lack thereof. Um, and I think Gallon can have a better outing this time around, especially the form that he is in right now uh, for the Arizona Diamondbacks. So I'll take the under seven and a uh, uh, seven and a half in this game. And maybe that first five team total, oh, sorry, first five innings, uh, total is at four. I like the under on that as well.
0: Um, completely cool sign. Everything you said, I've got the under written down. Uh, Noah?
2: Yeah, we're going to retweet that under. Um, I like the under, and I'm going to side with uh, the Phillies. I just think that they need to come away from the series, at least with two uh, two wins. Is it a two-gamer or a three-gamer here? It's a three-gamer. I think they yeah. need to take uh, two. Um, just as I mean, stay in this NL uh, wildcard race. You shouldn't be losing to Arizona.
0: Uh, last game on the slate here. Who is your favorite saint? We've got the San Diego Padres um, against the San Francisco Giants. Left hander Blake Snell goes for the Padres. Logan Webb goes for San Francisco. Close on the books. San Diego minus 105. The Giants minus 115. Total at seven and a half, like all Giants games are. Um, Noah, where are you leading us with this one?
2: Yeah, so I guess the big piece of news that everybody's been going with on this Monday uh, in the MLB is uh, just kind of the headline, what's wrong with Josh Hader? Uh, did a little bit of research. He's given up 28 runs since being with the Padres, uh, or actually 28 runs since July. Uh, that's 20 and in- 21 innings pitched. And then before July, zero runs in his last 38 innings pitched so it's just a really really bad rut that haters in and given that what he's been going on in his personal life it's it's a it's a tough situation so it's like yeah i mean guy probably is going on or something's going on outside of the baseball field that's probably bothering him a little bit after this trade especially uh having to pick up everything and move over to across the country but uh, San Diego, they're 7-3 and three in their last 10 games against the Giants. The Giants, they're 2-8 and eight in their last 10 uh, straight up. This is another sneaky good pitching matchup. They were littered all over the board today. Both guys, they're coming off of brutal outings, though. Uh, Blake Snell, he went 5-7 and seven this year, 424 ERA, 116 strikeouts, 38 walks, 87 innings pitched. Uh, his last outing was against Cleveland. It was uh, 3.1 innings. Six earned runs on three bombs. And then Logan, he is a 167 ERA in his prior seven starts. I'll say that. Uh, Logan Webb. He has has 11-7 and record this year, 333 ERA, 130 strikeouts, 45 walks, and 159.1 innings pitched. A 291 home ERA, but on the road in his last start, it was against the Detroit Tigers. He had a no-hitter through five, and in the sixth inning, they lit him up for six runs. So I think both of these guys get back on track, and these offenses keep sputtering. My pick is for this game to go under.
0: Um, Moon, I thought you'd go.
1: Yeah, Logan Webb has been a pitcher that you want to back at home, right? Since I believe twenty twenty one. He's fourteen and four at home. Um overall. And against the Padres this season he does have two starts where he has a one and zero record with a one point one three ERA. And I know the Padres offense got it going in the in the series against the um The Royals this weekend but I think that you know you're going into a pitcher's ballpark here I think that runs will be at a premium again I think that Logan will will have another great outing looking at the WRC plus numbers left handed pitching San Diego is number one um, over the last two weeks um, in that category of WRC plus but I don't know I just feel like that Logan Webb just has the number right now the stats are really backing it up and Webb is a guy that I want to back at home right Noah said the numbers there so um, Blake Snell uh, I'm sorry, I, I misread that WRC plus stat. that Padres are number one, but Logan Webb is a right-handed pitcher. Uh, Sandy, uh, San Francisco I was trying to uh, get at, and San Francisco is number 11. So they do have uh, some success against left-handed pitching. Blake Snell, um, over his last five starts, you know, he's been all right. And then I kind of take a look at what he's done against the Giants um, since 2021. Uh, let's see here. you He is 2-1 with a 3.08 ERA. So I I really do like the under in this game. Again, I think that we'll see a good pitching performance out of both teams. Uh, And I do like the Giants' um, uh, money line in this game as well. Logan Webb at the house. It's an auto bet for me.
0: Yep, exactly the same, moon I've got the Giants. It was quite tricky because Snell's been improving lately before his last start. He kind of got to a level that he probably should be at. Um, This is going to be a low-scoring game tomorrow. A little bit of home advantage for San Francisco. And I can see them getting over the line, something like three to two, possibly tomorrow. Uh, Josh Hader, he's on my fantasy team now. And this morning, when I... Um, i did win this week but his era for my team this week was 164 um which is, <laughs> oh, yeah nice. pretty impressive so he came um, up six runs with only one out so that yeah yeah i was i was delighted um didn't affect anything <laughs> thankfully so you had Joshua, on the bench? Uh, no it was um you started i was them? i was already behind in that category um, well, what was so? your team era right, for the week Oh, I can't remember. It wasn't terrible because it it was three point something. Um, He just obviously only had the the one out, which inflated it ridiculously. But yeah, that did make me giggle this morning. So hopefully Josh can sort himself out um, as we enter the playoffs in a couple of weeks' time. Um, OK, gang, we've um, got through all 15 games. So it is lock and dog time. And Noah will come straight back to you. Uh, You can give us a couple of winners. Thanks for
2: giving me the lead-off, because my dad just walked in the room, probably heard the door, giving me the news that we are about to get pounded by a thunderstorm, and he said, plug in your things. uh, That way they don't die. So luckily I have the setup all good. I shouldn't lose connection here. But for my lock, I'm going to go with the under in the... um, What game was it? I have it on my computer. Not my notebook. Uh, The under in the Baltimore Orioles and Cleveland Guardians game. I like Spencer Watkins and um Cal Quantrill in this matchup both have been in great form. Um and both offenses have been hitting unders left and right throughout the last 2 weeks. So, love that under there and for my dog, I'm going to go with the Chicago Cubs now uh strowman which is great on the road a nice little revenge spot as well that munoff pointed out earlier in the podcast uh this year strowman has a era of 211 on the road toronto's one and six in our last seven games at the rogers center kevin Gausman on the season has a 315 era but at home he has a 476 home era so i think with uh given that the environments that both these pitchers are pitching in and how comfortable or uncomfortable they are in the situations and the blue Jays lineup struggles. I think the Cubs money line is a pretty good price here. I like that.
0: Okay. Interesting dog there. No, uh, moon, I thought, do you have for us?
2: Yeah, for my lock,
1: uh, let's go with the, um, let's go with the under and the Phillies and the diamondbacks game at seven and a half right now. Um, Again, you have two stud pitchers on the mound. Aaron Nola has been pretty much pitching well anywhere he pitches, whether it's been at home or at home uh, or on the road. Uh, Zach Gallen talked about the numbers; he's in great recent form. I know he had the bad outing against the Phillies earlier this season, but I think that this is a game being at Chase Field in his home stadium. I think that where he's been doing really well, he's undefeated. I think this stays number. This number stays under the total between these two pitchers. So give me the under seven and a half at minus one twenty-five. Uh, For my dog, I'm going to go with uh, Noah's Tigers with Matt Manning on the mound. Uh, Give me the first five innings money line in this game. I know, you know, Noah, you mentioned that they have a great bullpen, but I'm going to shrink this down. I'm going to take the bullpens out of it. I think Matt Manning uh, comes out and pitches another gem at home uh, for the Detroit Tigers. And, you know, hopefully maybe the Tigers have another one of those bottom of the fifths like they did against Logan Webb and and then squeak by with a victory. In the first five innings. So, uh, lock under seven and a half in the Phillies and uh, Diamondbacks game. And my dog will be the Detroit Tigers plus 150 on the money line against the Seattle Mariners.
0: Okay, I'm going to call it a little audible on my lock. I had the full game under there, Moon, after I don't want to mush you. And I'll, uh, I got plenty to choose from tonight, actually. Um, so, I'll give a run line. I'm going to take St. Louis to be uh, a little bit better than Cincinnati tomorrow, Dakota Hudson. Um, Over Justin Dunn, I don't mind Justin Dunn, but I think tomorrow is not a great spot for him. Uh, St. Louis are a very good offense, and they've been going well recently. So St. Louis on the run line there at minus 120. And for my dog, I can't believe it fell to me. Um, You boys have left it for me to take Kansas City. Um, I mean, there's no reason not to take them. They've proved time and time again that that they're a great underdog. The White Sox are completely in timeout, I think, for just about everybody at the moment. Casey. You've beaten them recently. Brady Singer's gone well against them recently. Everything points to Casey going well. So I'll take Casey as my dog. And that wraps it up, people. Uh, Moonaf, anything you need to tell the people before we crack on? No, I mean,
1: uh, NFL season's approaching, so if you haven't already subscribed or listened to any of the division previews on the NFL Gambling Podcast, make sure to do so. And obviously like, subscribe to all the shows on the network, uh, whether it's MLB, uh, NFL, MMA, tennis, uh, WNBA. I know they're in the playoffs, so check it all out. It Just download the app. It makes it so much easier for you. But other than that, no, uh, just just grinding away.
0: Uh, Noah, what's happening?
2: Yeah, same thing for me. Honestly, I'm just uh, clipping out college experience episodes left and right and pumping them out to the people. Uh, TikTok's blowing up. They're great for those little one-minute Shorts from the podcast and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah. any love to that? Or I've been doing it lately. I had one for yesterday's, or technically today's, but Monday's podcast. Um, but Zach Gallon got taken out of the game of both of your your locks and uh maybe dylan had them as a dog either way i had like a bunch of zach allen highlights and i was just like i'm not gonna remake this video so passed on it uh there'll be a video tomorrow of us three in this lock dog section but uh, appreciate all the attract all the attention on the social medias MLB SGPN for the team here um and then if you're watching on youtube all of our tags are right on our screen uh thank you guys the chat was great today
0: yeah it really was fun um over the next couple of years, I'm going to take a look at the uh, awards markets for the rest of the season to see if I can find one or two. There might be some value in uh, as we head into September. Uh, someone that's overlooked. So I'll be um, knocking out an article on that. Have a look at that. Have a look for that on sportsgamblingpodcast.com. And I think it's important just to remind you, everyone, to get in these pools. There's loads of free stuff going on. You've got slash SGPN. Uh, for the Survivor, you've got the college football contest and the NFL contest, which is $5,000. um slash Discord. Uh, so why not? The Discord's a great place to be anyway. So if you're not signed up, uh, go and try and win some free money, man. um Muno, you had a for-
2: Survivor Pool podcast on the mothership, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, they had Derek Stevens, uh Circa owner. Um, they did a, sh- a interview with him and then uh, – you haven't checked out that pod that was a lot of fun we we talked about survivor strategies and then uh kramer sean and i kind of made our own map of the survivor for the uh for the season so uh, i still need to check it out yeah hopefully we'll put out a winner on that one.
0: Oh, wow okay i 100 percent will be doing that first thing uh tomorrow i'm going to listen to that because it's the first time i've played survivor um this season and i had Megan and dylan discussed it a little bit last night that i uh i took my first look yesterday um just the yeah i was trying to find a safe play you're looking for the shorter price favorites but then equally uh you don't want to be too chalky as well so i need to find a way to plot my way through the first five or yeah. six weeks um yeah. so I, I, had, I had
2: indianapolis much. last year and they lost the jaguars in the first week
0: Yeah, well done. Um, So, so, yeah, hopefully, Murdaf and the boys can uh, help me plot my way through September, at least, um, and then we can start getting excited after that. Okay, loads to choose from. Uh, You know all the places to go and find our content. Thanks, everyone, for listening. It was a load of fun. Uh, We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, Good luck with all your bets. Until then, we'll see you down the road. Cheers.